0: <laughs> back. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. Thank you again for taking the time to download this daily podcast focused on the Cougars. We'll talk about the latest in our quarterback goat bracket when it comes to the greatest of all time BYU quarterback. Uh, we have one more round of regional voting that begin today. We'll break all of that down for you today. We'll also talk about a new honor for a BYU basketball commit here locally as well as some of the other news. Taste. Hill being named as the officially as the backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints so a lot to get to on today's podcast we are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network which is America's number one daily podcast network and of course the motto around these parts when it comes to this network is it is your team every day without further ado and that rundown out of the way let's get it going this is Locked On Cougars for March 26th 2020. Hey guys, I'm Jay Cash, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day, keeping you up to date on everything going on with the Cougars, as well as sharing our insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So thanks again for taking the time to check out this podcast. It's available everywhere. Podcasts can be found. So hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Let's start things off today talking about the brackets that we've had going this week here on the podcast. we trying to determine the greatest BYU quarterback in BYU football history. We've gone through two regionals so far, the Jim McMahon as we termed it, and the Robbie Bosco regional. Yesterday was the Ty Detmer regional. And... We had four BYU quarterbacks enter the fray, and two will move on in the voting. And in the one versus four matchup, you had Ty Detmer against number four seed Gary Scheide. And the Heisman Trophy winner, as you would expect, speaking of Ty Detmer, rolled to an easy victory, collecting uh, 97% of the vote. Holy smokes. Uh, Ty Detmer just taking Gary Scheide to the woodshed. Uh, We did have uh, Tanner Scheide, who I'm assuming is either a son or a family member of Gary Shady say, "Why is Gary Shidey a four seed?" And he was messing around. It was it was pretty fun. I'm I'm glad you guys are interacting with this, by the way. And you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. And make sure you get your votes in. Sound off on who you think the best BYU quarterback is in program history. So, Ty Detmer will move on in the one versus four matchup here, and then in our two versus three matchup yesterday. We had former BYU star Mark Wilson, a guy who won WAC Offensive Player of the Year twice during his BYU career in 1977 and 1979 went on to be a first round draft pick of the Oakland Raiders Uh, were the Oakland Raiders I think they were yeah Uh, played for the Raiders and then he was facing off against number three seed Brandon Doman I thought this would be a little bit closer of a matchup because Brandon Doman obviously had that stellar run in his junior and senior years 14 and 2 record as a starting quarterback for BYU helped BYU race out to that 12 and 0 record in 2001 under Gary Croton Uh, Nicknamed the Dominator. Well, Mark Wilson collected 70% of the votes to win this matchup, and we'll move on. So went chalk in this regional. We've only had one upset so far, and that is Taysom Hill over Steve Sarkeesian in the Jim McMahon regional. So, you guys apparently think that I did a good job bracketing this, I suppose, if that's who you think is going to be the who are the best quarterbacks in BYU history. Like I said, we've got one more round of regional voting that'll take place today, so check it out on social media. You guys will be able to weigh in with your votes. And it's called the Steve Young Regional today. So we'll have number one seed Steve Young. Obviously had a great BYU career, went on to start him in the NFL, winning a Super Bowl and multiple MVP awards with the San Francisco 49ers. He faces off against Virgil Carter, uh, the, the only guy on this in this bracket who is not coached or by a member of the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. And what I mean by that is Lavelle Edwards was not the coach at BYU when Virgil Carter was with the Cougars. He went on to have an NFL career in his own right. Kind of was a standout for an otherwise uh, more abundant program before Lavelle Edwards uh, came along to BYU. Speaking of Virgil Carter, so he's the number four seed facing off against number one seed Steve Young. And then our two versus three matchup, we have the all time winningest BYU quarterback in program history in the two seed in Max Hall facing off against John Walsh, a guy who had he remained at BYU for a senior season might be more highly thought of as a BYU Cougar, but did have some epic performances. I remember a 500-yard performance against Utah State, if I'm not mistaken, in John Walsh's career. It was projected to be a high-round draft pick, one of the epic misses by Mel Kuyper, of course, of ESPN fame, ESPN NFL fame, uh, saying that he thought John Walsh could be a first-rounder, could be a legend in the NFL, and then Walsh just tumbled down draft boards. Would he end up a seventh-round pick or something like that and flamed out of the NFL shortly thereafter? But the one thing that came out of John Walsh leaving BYU early was that Steve Sarkeesian came in and led BYU to that 14-1 record in 2006. Uh, not 2006, 1996, excuse me. So, interesting matchup there is we have Max Hall and John Walsh squaring off in the two versus three matchup and like I said, Steve Young, the one seed against number four seed Virgil Carter. So once we have this regional uh, finished up, we will have in the uh, Jim McMahon regional we'll number C, one seed Jim McMahon facing off against number three seed Taysom Hill in the Robbie Bosco regional number one seed Robbie Bosco facing off against number two seed John Beck like we just mentioned in the Ty Detmer bracket, it's Ty Detmer the one seed against number two seed Mark Wilson and then the voting today, we'll finish up our elite eight field, we'll continue that voting on into next week until we determine who you guys believe is the greatest BYU quarterback of all time it's a lot of fun to be doing this. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it as much as I have enjoyed kind of doing research on this, putting this bracket together, bringing you guys the statistics to help you maybe make a more, little more of an informed decision when you're doing your votes. But like I said, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That way, you can vote, have your guys' voices heard as we break this down and make sure you guys have your opinions on who the best BYU quarterback is of all time. All right, coming up here in just a second, We're going to talk about uh, Dallin Hall. He received a new honor from the Deseret News, a recent commit to the BYU basketball program. We'll talk about that honor. And then later on in the show, we're also going to talk about Taysom Hill. Uh, He's getting some run now. Uh, Officially the backup quarterback with the New Orleans Saints uh, per Sean Payton. We'll talk about that as well, what it means for the former BYU signal caller. Uh, We'll get to all of that. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really easy to do. What you need to do, and a lot of you guys are now working from home, etc., so you're not commuting, so your listening times when you're listening to things probably has changed. You have a new routine, etc. Well, you can use your smart device to listen to this podcast every day and stay up to date with everything going on in BYU Sports News. And all you got to do is tell your smart device, whether it's your smartphone or your smart speaker, Play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and we will be right there with you guys each and every day. We love talking BYU sports. I love talking BYU sports. I want to make sure you guys are up to date on everything you need to know about the Cougars and do it in a nice, neat, tidy package. Have you done in 30 minutes or less, ideally. That way you guys can move on and, by extension, be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Alright guys, last week Dallin Hall, the star from Fremont High School up there in Plain City up in Weber County, uh, declared his intention to sign with BYU in the upcoming signing window. That should open up early, actually mid-month of April. I believe April 15th is when the signing window should open. He is committed to join the BYU basketball program, but he picked up a major award uh, yesterday. The Deseret News each year they have what they call their Mr. Basketball Award. is the best basketball player in in the state of Utah that year and it's a pretty elite list. You have guys like Jared Jensen Uh, you have some just elite names. Uh, Jared Jensen another Fremont alum that came out of uh, Plain City and Dallin Hall is this year the 2019-2020 Mr. Basketball Award winner from the Deseret News. Uh, He's been thought of as the best player in high school basketball in the state of Utah for a couple of years now according to most people and Dallin Hall comes into BYU after a mission, obviously, and he's going to have some hype around him. Uh, BYU basketball obviously is currently trying to navigate how everything is going with uh, recruiting. Uh, There's a recruiting dead period that's been imposed by the NCAA. Coaches can still uh, use written correspondence, I guess is the easiest way to say they can use social media as well as email, etc., but no visits are allowed uh, to a prospect's uh, home or school, and prospects cannot visit the campus of the universities that they may be interested in. But Dallin Hall's already declared his uh, allegiance, I guess we should say, to the BYU basketball program. But seeing his name as a Mr. Basketball Award winner it's pretty impressive because he led, BYU he, led not BYU. he hopefully will lead BYU to an elite uh, record. But this past season, he led Fremont to a 23 3 overall record, averaging team highs in points per game with 22.6 on average, assists 7.1 on average, rebounds 7.62 on average, and stills 1.9. All as the Silver Wolves point guard. He set a school record for points in a game with 43 and a win over Bingham this year, and later had 42 points later this season in a rival game against Layton. So just to. Absolutely monster, monster season for Dallin Hall. And after he serves a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, he'll be coming into BYU, expecting him to do big things in a BYU uniform. I talked about this last week after he declared, uh, after he had committed to BYU, that he has got the size, the skill, the ability to be a difference maker at the collegiate level. Six foot three, he's got good point guard size, and he's the, almost the ideal fit of what BYU wants in their guards in the Mark Pope offense and their Mark Pope system system. A guy who's got a little bit of size to him, but is capable of both playing on and off the ball because BYU is not reliant on one guy to initiate the offense. I think most of basketball is kind of going that way. They want multiple guys who can initiate sets. Uh, And Dallin Hall is a guy that he can play both on and off the ball and be equally comfortable. You saw the fact that I mentioned that he had 22.6 points per game, but also added 7.1 rebounds and uh, 7.62 rebounds and 7.1 assists. So he gets his teammates involved as well. He's not just a me first guy. He's a team first player and he wants to make sure that he goes out and plays extremely well every time he's on the court. He's got an elite athleticism for the position he plays at. If you watched him at all during his playing days at Fremont, kid could dunk on almost anybody and he has no bigger supporter than Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell. Obviously Mitchell on social media, on Twitter, giving him shoutouts multiple times. was later spotted on a team plane with the Utah Jazz Dad's wearing a Fremont High School sweatshirt. So pretty cool relationship there uh, for Dallin Hall and uh, Donovan Mitchell. And who knows, maybe at some point down the road, Dallin Hall can work out with Donovan Mitchell and maybe pick up a pointer or two as he gets ready for his career in a BYU uniform. But first, he'll be going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But when he returns home, I think the BYU basketball program is very excited to have a young man like this in the fold. And I think they're going to benefit from having a, a guy like Dallin Hall, he's a local kid, didn't want to leave the state he loves basketball in this state and he kind of made that clear in his recruiting process that, hey, I'm going to be playing here in Utah somewhere and BYU is the beneficiary of that and I look at this and I think this is just an, almost a perfect fit in terms of a system a player and looking forward to seeing how he does and uh, Dallin Hall was called to serve in the Philippines on his mission but right now the Philippines has closed their borders what 15-1600 missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from the Philippines were flown home on five separate charter flights by the church so wonder how that'll play out for Hall if he ultimately ends up serving in the Philippines or maybe a little closer to home. He gets an assignment, but I just I look at this and I think that you're going to see Dallin Hall do great things in a BYU uniform, and I, I congratulate him on being named the 2020 Deseret News Mr. Basketball Award winner because it's It's an elite award. Some of the best players in Utah high school history have won this award, and Dallin Hall adds his name to that list, and looking forward to see what he can do in a BYU uniform when he suits up for the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about football, NFL football in particular, a former BYU Cougar getting some plaudits from his head coach. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys to leave us a favorable rating and review on whichever. Podcast provider you're listening to us on, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Those five star reviews, or not five star reviews, five star uh, ratings, as well as in a review, if you don't mind leaving a sentence or two what you like about the podcast, really help us build this audience here on Locked On Cougars. Despite the COVID nineteen pandemic, our download numbers have remained extremely strong. Advertisers have been pleased with everything going on with the podcast network, so it's a blast to be talking BYU sports each day. But we need to continue to build the audience, so I want to ask you guys if you haven't done so already leave us a five-star rating on apple podcast or whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on and also leave us a review let us know how we're doing let me know how i'm doing be kind don't necessarily rip me to shreds right away but if you have constructive criticism i'm all for it I, I am working for you guys hopefully keeping you guys entertained each and every day as we talk byu sports so i want you guys to have a say in all of this so make sure to leave us a rating and review and let us know how we're doing right here on locked on cougars all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere especially during march your eyes are on the road but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket All right, guys, let's wrap up today's podcast talking about some NFL football and a former Cougar making headlines yesterday, and that is Taysom Hill. Of course, he's part of our bracket right now for the greatest BYU quarterback of all time. Uh, won his uh, matchup against Steve Sarkeesian in an upset in our first day of voting, but he has been named as the backup quarterback to Drew Brees with uh, the New Orleans Saints for this upcoming season. Head coach Sean Payton made that announcement yesterday on WWL Radio Uh, Jeff Duncan from The Athletic also reported this said, quote, Taysom has earned this opportunity to be our number two, but he also has earned the opportunity to play and help us win a football game as a one. What I mean by that, whether you call him a receiver, a tight end, a specialist, or also a quarterback, he's going to play. He's too good a football player. He's one of our better football players. That's some pretty high praise uh, coming in uh, from your head coach. Speaking of Sean Payton, of course, we all knew that the New Orleans Saints valued Hill who turns 30 this coming off august as a key cog in their team they had placed a first round tender on him meaning essentially is a restricted free agent with the new orleans saints any team that wanted to sign hill would have had to surrender a first round draft pick to do so a lot of people would have thought okay that's too high of a price so they ultimately passed on that opportunity to potentially offer us offered to sign hill so Taysom looks like he'll be back in New Orleans up this upcoming season. Uh, the qualifying offer is for one year and $4.67 million, so a pretty substantial raise for Taysom Hill this year for just one year. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. He's played multiple positions. He's got a ton of tackles on special teams. He's even played some defensive roles as well for the New Orleans Saints. He's just a true Swiss Army knife in every sense of the word on the football field. He can do everything that the Saints want him to do. And the best part is now that Teddy Bridgewater has moved on and signed with the Carolina Panthers, Taysom Hill looks like the odds-on favorite to replace Drew Brees when his current two-year deal expires. Granted, Drew Brees could retire at any point following this upcoming season. That would make Taysom Hill the odds-on favorite to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. I think the biggest thing that's looking forward come, looking forward for Taysom Hill is that this now means he'll get more and more reps as a true quarterback at the NFL level. We're gonna truly see what he can do as a quarterback at some point. And I'm hoping that he succeeds. It'd be cool to see him do that because he had so many season-ending injuries during his BYU career, and it hampered his career to the point where BYU fans were just had written him off, essentially. They're like, okay, yeah, whatever, do your thing. A lot of people have jumped back on that bandwagon after seeing what he's done in the NFL so far, and I'm here rooting for him, looking forward to seeing what he can do because not as a backup quarterback, you're not going to get a ton of reps as a quarterback. Speaking of the New Orleans Saints or just any NFL team, the starter gets the lion's share of the reps, as anybody knows, at any level of football. But the fact that he's the backup quarterback, these coaches, speaking of Sean Payton and his staff down there in New Orleans, they have to keep Taysom Hill in the game plan for if and when potentially uh, Drew Brees gets injured. We saw Drew Brees go down for five games this past season. They inserted Teddy Bridgewater and went 5-0. They kind of tailor-made the system to fit Bridgewater's skill set. I think that it ultimately yielded him that three-year, $60 million deal he got with the Carolina Panthers. And if Taysom Hill has the opportunity to show what he can do similar to what Bridgewater did, well, guess what? There's going to be a big payday coming in Taysom Hill's future if he ultimately becomes a starting quarterback quarterback in the NFL. I don't necessarily think that he's going to get $40 million a year that they're looking at with some of these potential franchise quarterbacks, but uh, mid-tier starting a quarterback in the NFL anymore, you're looking at maybe 15 to $20 million a year. And that's substantial money, life-changing money, and it looks like Taysom Hill, based on these comments uh, we have heard uh, from Peyton, he's going he's gonna to make that money at some point because it looks like he is now the incumbent to uh, to replace Drew Brees when Brees decides to hang it up. Of course, Drew Brees is, what, 41 now. He signed a two-year deal for $50 million to take him to age 43, if I'm not mistaken. And then Taysom Hill probably gets his opportunity. Uh, Taysom would be a very old first-time starting quarterback at that point, what, 32 years old at that point. But anymore in the NFL, you can play into your 40s. We've seen that with quarterbacks. And I'm not saying here that Taysom Hill is going to be a guy who's going to play for a decade in the NFL as a starting quarterback. But the biggest thing is it looks like he is in line to get a massive payday and be a starting quarterback at some point in the NFL. And when he gets that opportunity, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think the biggest thing to take out of this now, though, is that he's going to continue to play that uh, multifaceted role that he's played for the New Orleans Saints. But even more importantly, he's now going to get valuable quarterback reps playing for one of the best offensive minds in the NFL, speaking of Sean Payton, and that can only benefit Taysom Hill. So I'm excited for him. I congratulate him on getting that new deal or getting the the backup job, like I guess I should say, with the New Orleans Saints. And I really like what Taysom uh, brings to the table. And he, we've seen that multifaceted role really shake up the NFL. He's been a trending topic on Twitter multiple times from this past season. And going into 2020, I think that he has got an opportunity to become an even bigger storyline for the New Orleans Saints. You don't want him to become a distraction, but obviously his ability to impact the New Orleans Saints and the NFL from multiple spots on the field, I think that's going to benefit uh, Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints, and I think it's going to open up an avenue for a guy like Taysom Hill to find himself making some big-time money down the road here in a little bit, and I wish him nothing but the best because he deserves it. All the injuries he went through during his BYU career, You have to say, Taysom Hill has made something of of himself in the NFL, and I I really... I, I really want to applaud him on doing that. It's been cool to see him make good on his football career to this point and wishing him but nothing but the best going forward here. All right, look, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. It is a pleasure to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports, even amidst the hiatus we're on with all these sports leagues shut down. I'm terrified that the college football season is going to be impacted by this virus, but I'm hoping, I'm praying that we have a regular football season coming up here and we're back to watching our favorite teams. speaking of the BYU Cougars here, back in action this coming fall. but. Man, we'll be tracking that for you. It's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out, what the CDC and the World Health Organization recommend for sports leagues. I know the NBA, according to Mark Cuban, is aiming for a return date of around June 1st. We'll see. I, I'm hopeful we're going to have a full football season, a full BYU sports season, because I saw the spring sports got just cut down in the immediate aftermath of the shutdown of all the different leagues. And I'm hoping that 2021, 2020, 2021, this coming fall slash early winter, spring next year, we have a better football basketball and just all around sports season because this year so far it's been pretty sucky honestly just with all the different things going on in the world sports is a nice distraction and that's what we aim to be here on this podcast is to kind of just be an uplifting part of your day talk some BYU sports get your juices flowing a little bit thinking about what's to come in BYU sports hopefully and hopefully you guys are enjoying as much as I enjoy bringing it to you alright I've blathered on long enough we will leave it there for today we'll be back tomorrow what would have been BYU's pro day we'll talk about some of the guys that BYU may uh, have helped themselves in the pre-draft process et cetera. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast, as well as updating you on the voting in our BYU quarterback goat bracket as we continue to break down who the greatest BYU quarterback is in program history. Hey, thanks again for joining us. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Follow the show on social media. Also, feel free to drop us a note. BYU at gmail.com is the email address if you want to drop us a note that way. And, of course, we will be talking to you guys here in the next little bit. Enjoy whatever's left of your Thursday. We will talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars for March 26th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow.